0: Here we go.
1: Coloroscopy, Deb. I like this title. Okay, I have a reason for this. Now, okay, Kamala Harris. Okay, she uh-huh. was the subject of. Okay, Biden has picked uh, the first black female as a running mate. Now, right away, you know the Fox News people—they went nuts and they said, "Oh, she is much too light." you know, to be considered a black person, you know, she just doesn't have the look that would indicate that she has an appropriate slave background and that she fits the image of what we would call an American nigger. And truthfully, that is basically what was coming across on the screen. Okay. Now in the U S there, there's something called a mixed blood category. Okay. And what that means is there was going back many hundreds of years in the States, something called the one drop rule. And this was very prevalent particularly in the south that if people could see even one drop of non-white blood in you you were labeled a black person and there was consequences obviously you weren't allowed in certain places you couldn't do certain things you didn't have the same legal rights as a person who was totally white so this is the the slavery legacy which still exists and truthfully that was something that a lot of people even had against obama they were like look his mama was white He was raised by his grandmother what the hell does he know about the black person suffering in in the inner city of the united states he doesn't know about that he grew up surfing in hawaii having a good time having his white mama work for him and and spending time with his grandmother and i'm sick of all this coloroscopy stuff deb and okay and here's my personal experience all right you are from saint vincent Mm
0: -hmm.
1: okay and my parents are from jamaica right and everybody has a preconceived notion particularly about jamaicans even here in canada which you you think okay we're a a cultural mosaic where everybody's culture is respected and stands out for its individuality but the truth of the matter is people cannot believe that if you're not as black as the ace of spades that you're not from jamaica yeah but even if you're too black they say you're a monkey. You're too black. Yeah. No, but the the truth is, if you're very fair-skinned, people have a hard time believing that you have any island blood in you, and I experience that. I can be sometimes, because I'm very fair, my grandfather actually had reddish hair, and my mother has, you know, you see my mother, she has very light features. My mm. father is half Scottish, even though, you know, they both grew up in Jamaica, and you know, I'm very proud of the Jamaican heritage. I used to spend my summers there. I love the country. It's a beautiful place to go. But for me, I can be standing in a bank line or a grocery store and I'm tired of people coming up to me and almost leaning over my shoulder going, hey, are you mixed, baby? Or you, and I'm like, ah, what Buy a drink? <laughs> you know, What's that? Yeah. what the hell is this? I mean, you know, they, they just want, because I think in Canada, I, we are very obsessed with where people come from. Yeah. Maybe more than other places. If you go even to a high school and you see young kids talking, oh, that Filipino girl, you know, or that girl from there. It's a whole identification thing. You know, it's very big. I
0: guess it's the inclusiveness of Canada, right?
1: I guess it is. But truthfully, they really, you know, I, I just really feel like, especially if, it, if I'm at a social gathering and most people's skin is darker than me, they almost look at me like I shouldn't be there. Really? Yeah. Like I am just too light skin to be a person from a Caribbean background. And I think that this is kind of offensive. Why are there so many shades of color? And why does it, I mean, even in the way people wear their hair, that's a big issue in the States that you shouldn't be in a corporate setting. Even if you're a lighter skinned black person, once they see your hair in cornrows or they see it in anything that suggests that you are, you know, being a little too black for the corporate culture right away, they say, uh, uh-uh, uh that's not going to work in a, in a business sense. You know, you got to straighten your hair out. You got to look a little bit more, you know, conformist. So this coloroscopy, as I call it, is a real issue. Like, I mean, Just because Kamala Harris, her mother was Indian and her father was Jamaican. You know, people are like, what the heck? This woman isn't black enough.
0: Hmm. I was speaking to this uh, 89 year old old lady the other day. And I asked her, I said, so what's your take on racism, prejudice? She goes, what? What is that? I said, you know what that is? And she's a white lady, right? She said, honey, the only time. I do prejudice or I know prejudice is when I'm doing my laundry. I separate my blacks from my whites. (laughs) Anything else after that, I don't know about any prejudice or racism. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? She goes, you can't put all your colors together. I get that. And that's only during laundry. People should only do racism during laundry. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Like so colorfully put. Yeah, beautifully said. Right? Yeah. So I'm gonna go with what she says. I mean, all this coloroscopy, colorism, but let's talk about colorism on on a on a on a short note. Listen, we are out here fighting for all the injustice and everything that's been happening in the states and across the world. Yeah. You know, with racism, whether it's systemic, you know, or you know.
1: Yeah, an individual situation. Yeah,
0: it doesn't matter, right? But the fact is, colorism plays a huge role in that racism itself. Because there are people who are of the same color that hate their own color. And if you want other people to not be, you know, racist against us, then we also have to stop being racist against our own. Definitely. I'm sorry, but a lot of people don't want to discuss the fact while well, we're talking about racism, racism, black lives matter. They don't want to hear all lives matter. But let me tell you something. Your brothers and your sister lives matter. How about that?
1: Most definitely. How about that? And even in the type of music that people spew culturally, they will attack their own culture and their own color uh imaging within that culture and yet they tell you that it's okay but truthfully they're putting out bad stuff for other people yeah. to absorb you know and yeah it's very true that that right within the own your own color spectrum there is that bias and there's that prejudice but nobody want to discuss outside it outside of it yeah nobody want to discuss it because discussing it will make the other
0: culture or the other ethnicity Seems right and justified in what they're doing to us. Yeah. But it's not right on any level. But what I'm saying is what is good for the goose is pretty much good for the gander. And you, you set the standard for how you treat yourself sometimes because a white man feel like they have white privileges and they can spread that wherever they go. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean the entire white race accept and use their white privileges the way they, the way that other people use it. You know, there are some white people that is not prejudiced against black. And there are some black people that is not prejudiced against white. We know that. But if we're looking at it from an amendment specifics, then that has to go on the authority where Trump and all these government officials come in to change things to make it a more healthier living society. For everyone.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think the point of the colorism within the same culture is a really good point, because I know in the Caribbean, class is very much an issue. Like if you if you know Jamaica, the way Jamaica yeah. operates, uh, the color of your skin to a certain extent is tied to a class issue. Because in many cases, when they go back to British rule and the ties they had back then, you will see um, somebody whose skin is very dark was more associated with a person who worked in the fields and had more of a manual type of job. And this is what older people from the islands. I mean, my grandmother, she took that image of how people should be seen and how they should present themselves. And, you know, they don't come forward and and make the changes. They just kind of use that to rubber stamp people. So to a certain extent, if your class level is below a certain standard, then technically your col- the color factor becomes more prominent and it can be used as a higher source of discrimination. So it's, it's really complicated. It's a tricky thing. It's very, and very it goes, tricky. And, it, and
0: it varies from individual to individual. It's how you feel. Just like some, not all black men appreciate you calling them a nigga. Right. And so a white man can't even use that word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like not all black people appreciate racism within their own culture. Very true. Yeah. So we got to respect each other.
1: Yeah, we do. And you have to realize that, you know, um, stop using the color spectrum to really define people and and get to know people for who they are and educate yourself a little bit more about the world and about, uh, you know, the mixtures of people that exist in every country so that unity and it can be something that there's a greater possibility of attaining if we just learned a little bit more respect for one another.
0: I love people of all color race. I don't care who you are. It's up to you to like me, but when I see you, you better not let me see you in the street. I'm going to give you a big hug and say hello, but now it's COVID. I won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My name is Deborah.
1: And my name is Jackie. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. We miss you guys though. Yes, we do.